coming up on today's episode of the Money Pants Superpower Hour. Today, we're talking about how to discover your kids' superpowers. Money Pants is all about developing superpowers, but what are those superpowers? We'll talk about nine keys to helping every family member discover what their superpowers are and what things will get in the way of that objective. How parents are like coaches and have the responsibility to discover the talents and abilities of their team members. Why you shouldn't be afraid to be wrong and try different things. Be sure to listen to the end where we'll show that superpowers may not be exactly what you think. And you may be surprised to discover you have more superpowers than you realize. All this and more, but first, the joke of the day. My friend asked me if I could have any superpower I wanted, what would it be? Apparently Russia isn't what he was looking for. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Money Pants Superpower Hour. We're your hosts, Hannah and Fontaine Judd, and we're the proud parents of seven sons and six daughters, ranging in age from college student to toddler. We're both BYU graduates and the creators of Money Pants. Head on over to CaptainMoneyPants.com to learn more about what we do and what we're all about. We believe every person on this planet has been given at least one superpower to help them accomplish their unique mission in life. But... The only way to unlock those superpowers is through work ethic. That's when greatness happens. And that's where Money Pants comes in. Money Pants is the complete tool set for cultivating work ethic in all aspects of a person's life. And today's topic is how to help your family members discover their superpowers, but more specifically, how parents can help their children discover their superpowers. And this, I, I, okay, this I think is one of the coolest things about being a parent is that when you you have these these kids and I think every parent recognizes that their kids like have incredible potential but in what direction where does that potential go where does it lead and what what is their unique mission in life and you get as a parent you get to watch that and see that and also kind of coach that it's help. exciting and, yeah and what and see like we've had this experience with a couple of our children where we're like I don't really know what their superpowers are. And then one day, boom, all of a sudden, oh, wow, they're an amazing artist. (laughs) I had no idea. Like, they just surprised me one day. Yeah, well, back when you worked in Hollywood, Mm -hmm. uh, you noticed a phenomenon where there were a lot of naturally talented people who would come out to Hollywood Mm -hmm. and people who weren't talented, who just wanted the glamour or the spotlight. Right. They'd come out to Hollywood and they'd be like, here I am, everybody. I'm here. You can cast me to star in your next movie or I can also direct it and I can, you know, I'm here. Uh, and do I have any takers? Mm-hmm. And it was very common for people to come out there with that attitude of, hey, I'm talented. But when it, when it came down to it, the people who actually worked in Hollywood. They had gone to school, which a lot of people would just move out there without even going to school, without having applied applied themselves in any way. But then also they tended to be flaky. They wouldn't show up to work. That was that was the no no that was a a big frustration is there were people out there who were way more talented than I was. Yeah. But they wouldn't show up. Like they would be given these they were truly talented. They'd be given these great opportunities and then they would like you said, they, they would they would flake. They wouldn't show up, and it's like, what what are you doing? What? And it was it was interesting to watch because, and that was my realization: was that successful people in Hollywood, 
the, the, the ratio, the formula was roughly 10% talent and about 90% just showing up. Yeah. Because the sheer volume of people who wouldn't even show up, wouldn't even bother to, to show up. Yeah, because they had in their mind, I'm talented. And therefore, that kind of trumps the need to show up and actually put in time well, and that, or but that's, that's what apply work, themselves. But that's what work ethic is, is doing the hard things even when it's hard. Yeah. And they didn't have that. And so, and we've talked about that in the past where, you know, work ethic and the, the importance of it. But yeah. And, and, and so the whole thing of money pants is, hey, you're going to have this work ethic to, to support your talents. But then today what we're talking about is discovering, discovering yeah. what, what those talents what are that my, you should be working on. What am I going to use my yeah. work ethic to develop? To develop. And, and, this is, and so it, this is actually a tricky question because, you know, yeah, yeah, a baby's born into your family and you're like, who is this person? Right. You know, who are they? They're not the same as you. They're not the same as your spouse. Mm-hmm. They're a unique individual. And it's getting to know them and getting to find it, figure it out what the their superpowers are it's a, it's actually a, a kind of an exciting process and a very fun process mm-hmm. and then once you figure it out then you know figuring out how to help them develop what their talents are it, it's it makes being a parent very fun very satisfying when it's you're not trying to put your talents you know what you wanted onto them but actually trying to figure out well, what not only that, though, it's interesting to me because we want, we've we had this experience multiple times now where we had no idea what a certain child's skill yeah. was. And we're just looking at them going, I don't know. And then one day, out of the blue, all of a sudden, boom, just like that. Well, oh, look, they're an amazing artist. Or all of a sudden, one day, boom, wow, they're a really good writer. And we had no idea. There were, there were no... Um, um, Ways of, of telling ahead of time. It was just all of a sudden. Yeah, I that, wouldn't have guessed until they did it. And I'm like, oh, oh, wow, this is different. All of you a know? sudden. So, <laughs> that's, so uh, we want to that's talk about typical. some of the, we want to talk about some of the keys to helping make sure that you, that helping you discover and your, your children's superpowers. And one of the first easiest ones is to give them more access to opportunities and tools and less access to toys and entertainment. Because as we've talked about in the past, entertainment, especially like video games and TV, uh, is kryptonite for developing those superpowers. But also it's kryptonite for even discovering the superpowers. If your kids never get off the couch or never have any other opportunity to do anything, how how would they know and how would you ever know what their superpowers are. Recently, I was on my, a Facebook group of, of for moms. And so there was this mom and she's like, she was feeling guilty because she wanted to limit the time that her kids were playing on computer games. Mm-hmm. But her son was putting her on this big guilt trip that that was his talent. And she was interfering with his, his talents and abilities by, by telling him, you know, he could only play for an hour a day or two hours a day. He wanted to play all afternoon. That's what he wanted to do. I, I replied to the mom, I'm like, okay, so if he told you watching movies was his hobby, would, you know, would you just let him watch movies all all afternoon? But I've seen that where, where some kids will be like, oh, I'm going to become a professional gamer, mom. Mom and dad, that's my talent. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know what though? Here's the thing. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say one way or another, but I, I will say this. The vast majority of kids 
That is not their calling or mission in life. Everybody enjoys playing video yeah, games. But that's not <laughs> their like, calling or uh, mission in life. My mission in life to contribute to the good of society. By playing video games. It's I, to play video yeah, games. I'm not buying that. Yeah. I, I don't think so. Yeah. When we talk about superpowers, we're talking about how you can uniquely contribute to the world and make the world a better place. Right. And so so we're not talking about you know, your ability to watch movies or your ability... Your ability to, to watch to, movies. Yeah, you have to have to, eyes To and play a pulse. video games um, and or or uh, surf the internet, you know. So, uh, <laughs> I, well, and Hannah, you've done something, I think, very clever. And and I, I think we should... Uh, well, well, let's back up a little bit. Kind of your role as a parent is a coach. Right. Parents are coaches. And this is your... Think of your kids and your family as kind of your team. And one of the jobs of a coach when, you know, they get all the kids out, coming out for the team, is they have to figure out what people's talents are and put them in the proper positions on the team. And some coaches are better at that than others. Mm -hmm. And like when you coached football, football is kind of unique because it's, there are so many kids on the team. Right. You know, it's all these kids on the team. You don't know any of them. And it, maybe you've watched footage from them in the past. Maybe they're brand new. But you get all these uh, all the, all these kids out onto the team. How did, what did you observe, like, about, like, the coaches? And well, how did they figure out where to put people on the team? So, you know, I was a new coach. I didn't know all this stuff. So I got, I got to watch it. Mm-hmm. But the... The veteran coaches, they were they were really good. We had like 30, 40 kids on the team. And yeah, you're right. They, they knew a couple of the boys from previous years maybe. But it, when you're coaching the 10 to 12-year-olds, like how much they're growing and developing so rapidly and there's so much change and, and they're new kids and it's just there's so much going on. So these coaches were, they had some really cool just like drills that they would do. Mm-hmm. But all the boys and they do have them all, you know, run the the 40 yard dash and see how fast you know who the fastest kids were then they do these agility drills or how fast they could run around the little square with the cones and blah 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 or they throw the ball to the kids and see who could catch them uh, the best and had the best hands and uh, or who could throw the ball or who could kick the ball and they, mm-hmm. they did all these different just i guess basically it's like superhero tests to see who's who had the the, the best powers in these different areas so they could you know fill the roster and put everybody in the right place and that to me that is the best type of coach is the one who can assess kind of the hand he's been given. The best coaches are the ones that go, okay, these are the unique talents that my players have. And I need to, okay, he's best on defense. He's best at, he's the fastest runner. Oh, but he's the best at catching. Yeah. And, and, and some coaches, I remember Coach Moore. Coach Moore how was. How he was... He, he he wouldn't write people off because they they didn't have like the the skills already in their pocket. He was. He had a talent for that. He that was one of his talents. <laughs> is one of his superpowers was coaching. He could figure out what people's and uh, he was really fast at it. Yeah, like he was able to determine where and maybe this just applies to football, but maybe it applies to other parts of, of life. But he was really good at it when it comes to football, where he he could spend just a couple of days with with. The boys and go okay i have a pretty good idea of who my players are and what their talents are yeah. and where i can use where i can best use them and that was the thing where to best use them to make the team better yeah now that was the interesting thing is because sometimes i noticed is that 
even though one player may have uh, talents in catching, running, and throwing, the coach would be like, you know what, I'm going to leave you as the runner because I have another guy who's only good at catching. He's not good at throwing or running. Yeah. So the coach would the coach would put all these kind of these puzzle pieces together to to make it the most cohesive to better for the betterment of the entire team. Well, and then sometimes you'd learn about their weaknesses and strengths as they were put in those positions. For example, some kids if the game was going well, Oh, you know, right. they look, were on yeah. fire, uh-huh. but the second, you know, the other team scored or they were down. They put their head down uh, and they pout they and check upset. out yep. and, mm-hmm. and that was the end. And the coach had to know, okay, we got to take them out. <laughs> this isn't their forte. They really had to get to know what the the abilities were. Mm-hmm. And, of course, work on their, their weaknesses or whatever, try to overcome some of that. But you're, as a parent, your job is kind of this, is similar. And starting out, Absolutely. you need to do the drills. Right. The and drills so, to so, try to figure out, okay, are you good at catching? Are you good at, do you have agility? Are you super strong? You know, right. what, 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 what do we have going on here? I, I want to get to know you. And so the first key to do that is to give your kids more opportunities, uh, opportunities that, uh, to do things and see things and participate in things that otherwise they wouldn't have the opportunity yeah. to. And the, the way to do that is to turn off the video games, turn off the TV. Yeah, That's so step number one. I've it, personally, I there there have been times when I started relying more on the TV, where I'm mm. like, oh yeah, we'll watch this and we'll watch that, and it started just to become this. Oh, are we going to watch something, Mom? Are we going to watch something? Right. And I noticed that if I I turn the TV on too often, that that was just the whole focus of of my kids was what are we going to watch today? What, what uh, you know, mm-hmm. and they weren't thinking of doing anything else. Right. Oh, I have to get these things done, but then I'm going to watch TV. Then I'm going to watch TV. Well, I remember when we lived in LA that one time the kids got in trouble because they were turning the TV on and watching movies when they didn't have permission to, mm-hmm. and they knew they weren't supposed to. And you said, you know what, guys, fine, that's it. And you went in the living room and you turned around the TV. Uh, it was a heavy TV. You turned it around. And you're like, we're not watching TV. And I, I remember feeling disappointed myself because I was actually kind of getting hooked on watching movies and TV mm-hmm. all the time. I'm like, oh, what are we going to do? And for like a week, maybe two weeks after, the kids just wandered around aimlessly. They didn't know what to do. <laughs> they had, because they... And they kept looking at the TV, wandering around, and then they look at the TV and, you know. Well, that, okay, so that's uh, something you can expect is after you after you do step number one, which is to turn off the TV and the video games, expect your kids will go through withdrawal. You're 100% Yeah, right. it, it was where, definitely a withdrawal where they couldn't think of anything else to do besides watch TV or, it, you know, I'm sure the same thing would happen with video games. If they're used to constant entertainment... When you unplug the TV, they will go through withdrawal for, like you said, a couple of weeks. And it reminds me of that Simpsons episode from a long time ago where the the town's favorite cartoon or something was like turned off or the Internet shut down or something something like that. And all the kids wandered outside and they're all bleary eyed and they're and they're rubbing their eyes. They they don't know what to do. And then all of a sudden. But then here's the cool thing is that all of a sudden they're like, wait, 
there are things to do. And all of a sudden, it's like this renaissance with all the kids. They're playing baseball and they're drawing pictures. And they're building forts and, and playing on the merry-go-round and coming up with um, games and playing pi- cops and robbers and pirates. And, and yeah, it was Things funny that where, you don't see kids doing nowadays. So, well, And that's just it. Is when, oh. when, So when you turn off the TV, expect, you know, there's going to be some pushback guaranteed there's going to be the bleary eyed but also but but once that two week period is over and that's the second key mm-hmm. once that two week period is over watch and see what your kids do when they have free time and they're not and they don't have access to entertainment and games what do they do what do they what do they spend their time doing and that will give you major keys major insights into what your kids what their superpowers are Mm-hmm. Where if you find them, they're like, oh, and they get into sewing. You're like, interesting. Never thought, never thought. Or if they suddenly start drawing, or they start building stuff, or they start writing, or they start reading, or they start, I, you know, there's so many different things that they could get into. Where And they do. That's just it. Is that, that was the trick. When the COVID lockdown started, mm-hmm. we turned off the TV and we said, hey, we're only watching on the weekends and, you know, only if this and this and this happen. And at first, the kids were like, what do we do? What do we do? Because they, they didn't have sports going on. They didn't have all these like structured activities. And mm-hmm. it took a while. But they finally started coming up with all, all these things to do. They really got into readings. And some of them had never enjoyed reading books before. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, they realized they loved reading books. And... And then others of them started building all these forts and now, but the developing is, is, all sorts of but, like talents, like with Falcon, like oh, yeah, learned how to yeah. his construction of create create creating things. Yeah, like he things. started like creating all these like fun bikes and stuff for the kids, like taking apart old broken bikes mm-hmm. and vehicles and stuff and putting them together and making new ones yep. and. Remember the, the cities and the forts and the houses and the just, he was so creative with the wood pile that we had because we just had scrap wood. Yeah. All of a sudden, it, like I said, it was like the, the Simpsons. It was like a renaissance. Like, <laughs> yeah. Wait, we can create? Where yeah. you're like, that's actually really good. Well, you know? it, it, total sidebar, but in Hollywood, people would always ask me, you know, what's my favorite show? And I'm like, yeah, I don't watch TV. And they're like, well, what do you do? I'm like, dude, I'm a producer, not a consumer. And I think that we need to kind of get back to that where yeah. we, there's, I think we've kind of kind of become like a consumer society, and we need to get back to producing. Yeah, because we have so much to offer. And I, but you have to balance the two out. If you're constantly consuming, you can't be producing at the same time. Right. And I just, I simply did not have time to be consuming all this media. So, so that so that, that was the kind of the second step is to watch your kids and see what they do when, once they get past that withdrawal of not being entertained. Number three, oh, though. Well, 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 along those lines, though, I recently, because I, I, I do the home study with my kids through a charter school. And so I'm, I, I see moms saying, oh, what type of, what style of schooling do you do? And a, a lot of moms are kind of saying, oh, I do unschooling or something along those lines. And I've, honestly, I, I was turned off by Mm-hmm. That idea, because I've seen people take it to extremes where they don't teach their kids to read. They don't. Right. And I'm like, um, and that doesn't seem right to me. But I read this one mom's explanation of it. And I was like, oh, well, I halfway do that. Because um, in the morning, I, I make sure that 
They um, are taught their math, their history, their science, and uh, their writing and grammar. And we get it done pretty quickly. Mm. You know, by lunchtime, we're done. Okay, so you, and, you're saying that, that every kid should have like these core, like they're basics. Like yeah. all kids should learn that. You got to learn it? basic yeah. math. You yeah. have to, because uh, you, you got to manage. Otherwise, people will take advantage you, of you in life. You need to know how to read. You need to know how to write. You need to know your basic math. And you need to be able to communicate, yeah, with your writing. And, sci- and science. You should have a fundamental understanding of science, uh, yeah. history, math, reading, writing. The, like, you, the, so yeah. you're right. Now, does that mean that every, all of our kids are going to become engineers? Nope. No. And that, well, that's part of the problem with the current school system, too, is that they want the kids to go all these these advanced math concepts. And it's like, why? Why would you? No, let's, I let's can see for some kids, yeah, that, that's the path. But really for the average Joe, algebra, algebra two, that, that's more than enough. Like, yeah. I, And that's just it. I don't use calculus anymore. I, got, I went through AP calculus and did well in the testing, but... <laughs> that would have been great if I was going to become an engineer, but I that, I have no desire to become an engineer. I had no intention of becoming an engineer, yet I still use algebra today. So yeah. I, f- I feel like there's like, like you said, Hannah, that you teach the kids, kind of give them this core. Yeah. But once that you're past that. I want that, them to be where, really good where at do reading. You focus? I want them to be really good at reading. What? I want them to know everything about science and the world mm-hmm. around them. And, and I focus on that, but I, I do it very efficiently. I get it done in the morning and then I'm like, okay, we're done with school. Okay, now you can go do, you know, you have free time now. And so I realized, you know, that's when my kids go and do baking and sewing and and they go off and they're like, oh, I'm going to create some music on GarageBand or I'm going to create something on Maya and print it out or I'm going to learn about how, to, you know, photography or I'm going to practice this instrument. I'm going to go, you know, they'll go work in the garden like and they're doing it on their own free will or they're, they're reading books and doing all these things uh, that they're actually educational, mm-hmm. but I don't call it school. But they're actually learning all day, but they're enjoying it, and I'm and not calling de- it and school. And they're developing and, and discovering their superpowers. Yeah, and it's but more, it's it's very much... But it's insightful to you and me, Hannah, yeah. because we're like, oh, wait, that's interesting. I didn't know mm-hmm. that about that child, but that interests them. And they have a penchant for that, and they develop that, and you're like, oh, maybe <laughs> that's one of their superpowers. Well, well that was... that By not calling it school... They're like a, having fun way. learning. And way to oh, you're them done. You can do getting, you know. developing their superpowers. Yeah, sure. but but we don't turn on the TV. Well, we okay. don't so turn on a, the internet. So, so you know, like first for, key or first step: yeah. turn off the TV and the entertainment. Yeah. But the second step is to watch what your kids do once they have that free time. Mm-hmm. See where they go. Well, that's only going to get you part way. Yeah. And that leads to the, the key number three, which is try different things give your kids exposure to all the different disciplines because you it's okay uh watching documentaries um Mm -hmm. going places camping national monuments museums landmarks countries government buildings i mean the one of my favorite uh i read a biography of steven spielberg years ago where his mom if i'm not mistaken his mom would take him out of school every wednesday Mm -hmm. and take him to museums and go and just explore. And it was, it, it served a lot of different purposes, but it really opened his mind to the, the world outside of school. And I'm reminded of, I think, the Mark Twain quote, where it said, don't let, don't let school get in the way of your education. 
that idea where mm-hmm. his mom understood. Obviously, you couldn't do that today, but he, he his mom was well, able to Well, you'd have out. to do charter school yeah. or something that's more flexible. But she really opened his mind to a just a different perspective on things. Mm-hmm. And it also engendered, you know, that relationship between him and his mom. But I'm thinking that how much... I mean, we all enjoyed, you know, the movies that he makes because, you know, he he, he added to the canon of entertainment that we have. Yeah. Because, though, he had different perspectives and, and it got a much better education and was exposed to different ideas and thoughts and stuff by going to all these different museums and places with his mom. Wow. Every Wednesday. I think so. They think must it, have done a lot. It was something like that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I, I remember you telling me that. But, he got, I, but because of that, he got all these different ideas. Um, and then, of course, when he when he finally kind of realized what his talents were, which were filmmaking, he was able to use all that mm-hmm. and to make his filmmaking better. Um, but other other things, other things you can do to, to, to again, to try to expose I have a, your I have children. a younger brother that's like that. He's always taking his kids to, like, try different things and right. go to different Oh, and didn't he discover that one of his kids really good at fishing? Yeah. <laughs> Like, I think they're all good at fishing. Oh, they go catch their dinner once a week. Which is crazy I, to me because I, 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 the thing I, is, though, and I feel like uh, I did as a kid, I got a lot of different experiences. Mm-hmm. I did go fishing. I did go ride motorcycles. I did climb mountains. I, I, I did all these different things. And that's actually oh, one of the things. Oh, you had really good scout leaders. Well, that was one of the neat things about the Boy Scouts was that mm-hmm. the idea was to, this very concept of introduce the scouts to all these different Oh, yeah, because they have them do, like, robotics. They yep. have them do all Dentistry. The di- yeah. Um, uh, 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 swimming. Yeah, they understood hiking, the concept cooking, of, of uh, Government, uh, personal finance. Like, they, they had all these different things you could kind of try out. And, I, and I, so I did. I felt like I got... I got introduced to a lot of different disciplines. And it really... It helped me kind of... That's why the scouting program. Oh, I love it. Like it, it was. It but that's, that, that aspect, is intelligent. That is it is brilliant. That that one aspect alone. Mm. There are a lot of aspects of the scouting program I really like, but that one in particular, I'm like that is that's brilliant. So and the idea and that's the idea that so this is key number three is to try different things. Go, yeah, take, well, take they had the music boys, performance they had or, the boys uh, um, try different leadership positions. Oh, right, you, right. You that were required yep. to. And and because if you've never had that opportunity, you don't know. Yep, you don't know. And so, maybe, maybe you are a great leader or maybe you're not. Yeah. Either way. <laughs> you're, you're like, like, I'm entirely you, uncomfortable. Turns out that's my superpower or turns out that's not my superpower. Isn't that great to know? Yeah. Know thyself? Anyway, yeah. so that's key number three. Uh, here are some other ideas like, Go to music performances or dance performances. I remember... Like we, for outings, you know? It, like absolutely. It, it, if you're taking your kids on outings, going to the museum, going to... Yep. We're going to go watch the such and such orchestra. We're going to go... Um, remember how we took um, Royal to a football game and he was mesmerized by uh, the band. Mm-hmm. And he wants to play the tuba or something. No, like, okay. So or the back trumpet. Up. No, 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 back up. And so, he was just like, I want to do that. I had the exact same experience in third grade. Maybe every little boy goes to this. I don't know. But they had the different band people come into my third grade class and demonstrate their instruments. And they had the piccolo and they had the flute and they had the saxophone and they had the. And of course, they had the tuba player comes in and there was this big kid. He's like an eighth grader uh-huh. carrying this big old sousaphone wrapped around him and because it's i think it's the only instrument that you wear <laughs> but he comes in there and he belts out the bump 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 
And my eyes lit up. I was like, oh, that's the coolest thing ever. I want to do that. And of course, I was, what, maybe 50 pounds. And the teacher's like, well, maybe we could try you on the baritone or the euphonium. I'm like, okay, let's do that. Uh And sure enough, I loved it. I loved it. But if I had never been introduced to that, I would have no idea. Now I play, it it morphed into, by the time I was in high school, I was playing the trumpet and I was in the jazz band. And then I ended up being in the marching band nerd at BYU. (laughs) And then I kind of it kind of dropped off, and I didn't do it for a long time. But I had I never been introduced to that in the first place, I would have never known that I. Yeah, if that it. tuba player but, hadn't come in and. And, boom, boom, boom. and it's not that I had any intention of, and we'll talk about this in a minute. I didn't have any intention or even proclivity to becoming a a concert trumpet player or a, a virtuoso uh, uh, soloist, but. It was, it was one of my superpowers. Yeah, but how many times has your knowledge of music helped you in your career? Oh, yeah. well, that, You that's have just to it. cut in music to all the shows that you've mm-hmm. ever worked on. You have to cut to the beat. You have to... You know what's odd, though? You know, it, it actually was part of like, I found that the thing is, your though, future. It's true. And I found, though, interestingly, the best editors are the ones that enjoy and oftentimes play jazz. Really, it's the it's the weirdest. So thing something where, about the connection and the yeah, I, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but the the best the best editors were also musicians, oddly. So huh. because of their pacing, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. But there's some, there was I noticed that over the years of, of editing, I'm like, wow. The most talented editors yeah. all had some so, musical talent. But I'm just thinking. So that's key number three is to try different. Things uh, well, and like when we put Caleb in basketball. Oh yeah, we discovered what his superpower is. He was five or six. We put him in in basketball, and we were like, "Wow, he's a football player." He's not a basketball player. <laughs> he, he he's tackled everybody on the team, so um, and he wasn't trying to. And so we're like, "Yeah, wrong." We were just watching him, and it was it was actually kind of embarrassing. But we were watching him, and we're like. He's totally a football He's player. He's a football player. Totally. And I, none of my brothers, well, I had one brother play football one, one year in, in high school. And then, you know. I never played football. Yeah, your family doesn't do football. No. My family really didn't do football. And so, but we looked at our son and went, he's football. Totally. And sure enough, we put him in football. And, and he, he was it. in heaven. But not only that, he, he developed his skills and he was really good. Oh, yeah. Like, really good led the team in tackles and, and yeah he loved that, tackling we knew that year so, after year he was led the team in tackles yeah i loved it when he would do his when he'd spot the person with the ball and he'd run after them and he's watching them and and you know timing out the run and then he'd launch himself into the air like superman and his wrap super, his, his superman tackles yeah we'll his about superman those. tackles were They're fun to watch yeah i would just go to his game in hopes of seeing the superman tackle so that was that was a lot of fun but it started with basketball <laughs> So do something, even if it's wrong. Yeah. And you'll discover, like, putting putting our son in basketball turned out to be the wrong thing, but it was the right thing because it led to... Yeah, it made us realize that, that yeah, that, you know what? We can, we can it, it helped us uh, point us in the right direction. So that's, that's key number three. Key number four is kind of related, and that is, instead of buying toys and entertainment and clothing and jewelry... For buy, birthdays and, yeah. and Christmas. Buy your kids 
tools. Yeah. And so the, the toys, the entertainment, the clothes and the jewelry, let them earn those things themselves. Yeah. Your kids can earn their own clothes and jewelry and, and, and stuff like that. Yeah, give them something to work for. Give them, but when you but for birthdays and for Christmas, give them tools. And, and this is why. There was a kid I knew who was kind of getting in trouble. And he was he knew he was going down the wrong path. And for Christmas, somebody bought him an airbrush kit. Mm-hmm. And he had no interest in airbrushing. He was just getting in trouble. And he's like, but whatever. He was bored one day and he picked it up. <laughs> not only did he really enjoy it, but he discovered he was really good at it. And those are two different things, by the way. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that in a future podcast, be, whether it being good at something versus enjoying something. Superpowers aren't necessarily the same thing as what you enjoy. So, but he turned out though, he really enjoyed it and was really good at it. And he got to the point where he was charging $10,000 for paintings and people would commission him to do these works of art. And he was in his early 20s by that point. And it totally changed his life around simply because someone had bought him a tool that previously he didn't have access to, didn't know. And he discovered really quickly, oh, that's one of my superpowers. Mm-hmm. Imagine that, which is really cool. Well, um, a couple, a, another example of that is, so we try to fill our house with basically tools are opportunities. Right. And so we have a piano sitting in our parlor. And my daughter, who was in ninth grade, saw her brother took her older brother took a piano class in school. And she was just like, wow, you know, he was he was just playing simple, Mm -hmm. you know, reading the notes. And and she looked at him and she was like, that is so cool. And and was just and got excited about it just from seeing her brother learning to play the piano. And so she decided, I want to play the piano, too just on her own. And so she, I guess she started just picking out songs on the piano and then she looked it up on YouTube mm-hmm. and started watching the things where the keys light up and, oh, I can play this song on the piano. And she picked it up really fast. And a year later, she plays, I took piano lessons for years and years and years as a kid. She's playing as better than, she can do things that I never was able to do where she can listen to a song and then like add all the notes in and and stuff like that. And then she's like, oh, but I want to learn to read music as well. And so then she started working on Simply Piano. Uh But doing all this where I'm like, I had no idea. I had no idea she had this talent. She was in ninth grade. But you bring up a really good point, Hannah. Simply Piano is a tool. Yes. There are so many apps that are time wasters. Yeah. That one it's is a tool. Not. And that's a great one. Yeah. If you're going to spend your money on apps, there you go. Well, my mom was going to uh, get the kids birthday presents and Christmas mm-hmm. presents. And my older daughter called her up and said, hey, so grandma, you, but grandma last year you bought a Simply Piano and, and you missed my birthday. Could you... Could you get me simply guitar, please? And and so instead of getting, you know, makeup or jewelry or disclaimer, or we are like in that, no way associated. Total disclaimer, we are we're in not, no way associated yeah, with associated. simply piano or simply guitar. Yeah. Just we recognize good tools when we see them. Yeah, and so then my daughter just like she got it and she was so excited. She spent like two hours playing the guitar until her fingers were all blistered. Her fingers were not well after that, but but you know, really enjoyed it. Where, but back to the piano with with the other daughter who picked up the piano. If the piano wasn't there, mm-hmm. 
she never, I never would have known that she could play the piano or had an interest in it right. or something like that. So filling your home up with tools. Mm-hmm. Um, Opportunities. Like like Falcon. I don't know. How did he start on Maya? It, he, it was really easy. We watched him build all those things in the, in the backyard. backyard. He would take the scrap wood pile and... Hannah, the things he would create. I have never seen a kid make so many different versions of a fort. Buildings, like, forts, like, and he had like two decker, three decker forts, but then he had like. They're um, really dangerous. Yeah. But <laughs> then he had like these, design, us, but... these, these cool design <laughs> forts. Like some, it was just, it, it really was Every amazing. Every time it was like completely different though. I wish, I wish I had taken more pictures. We do have a few pictures. We have a few, but it, he would do it every day. He would, t- he would take it down. it down and build a completely different fort. And he got so excited about it. And so we're like, what? And I'm like, okay. He likes to design he things. He loves design. I wonder if he could, I don't know, maybe he, maybe he'd enjoy working on the computer uh, on, on three, doing 3D stuff. And I, I wouldn't mind having somebody who knew 3D like mm-hmm. in my back pocket. And so I'm like, you know, here, kind of a selfish reason, I guess. But I'm like, <laughs> and I had the old work computer. I'm like, here you go. And I set up the the Maya program on there. And in his spare time, because he gets two hours a day, um, as yeah. soon as his schoolwork is over, that's all he wants to do is jump on the 3D modeling program. And oh, what can I do today? Yeah. So he watches YouTube tutorials on and how then to do Maya. creates like all sorts of animations mm-hmm. and designs. And... and then for school, the school bought a 3D printer. Yeah. And so, now so then he's... he learned how to use the 3D printer. <laughs> and, the, the, and okay, now no. he's printing out his ideas. Yeah. And and like he made a whole set of toys for his younger brothers who and love it and they love it they're like their favorite little toys little tanks and airplanes and soldiers yeah. and but then he just he just recently did a bigger one a bigger tank he printed 3D printed the wheels and a turret and a, the the tank body and then screwed the wheels onto the the tank so that, that it rolls mm-hmm. and then the turret can swivel and it's like wow this is and how old is he 12 he, oh, just, he just turned, turned 12. 12 yeah just turned 12 so, so but but how much, like, it's just he's, cool. I mean, I don't know if any of the other though. kids, like, yeah. yeah, he can do a lot more than uh, most <laughs> adults can do in that. But that was, that's just something, like, he loves designing things. He loves building things. But how much better would it be for Christmas to get your kid a 3D printer mm-hmm. or to get your kid a, a screwdriver or to get, you know, ha- so there are, like, these opportunities. And that's, that's just it. That's, Instead of a bunch of stuff, oh, here's a good, you know, superstar, her birthday was coming up, and she had expressed interest in the cello. Mm-hmm. And I, and so I, before her birthday, I said, hey, dad and I want to get you a present. You know, our budget is this much. And we were thinking, though, if, if you have the money, we'd be willing to put your birthday money towards a cello mm-hmm. if that's something you want. And and so today, this morning, a package arrived in the mail. What? It's here. Big box. Oh, I and, can't. Oh my gosh, and, I can't wait. Um, where instead of getting her a bunch of stuff for her birthday, she's getting a cello that she partially bought, but because we, you know, it was a little bit above our birthday money budget. But she's really genu- genuinely excited about it. But it's one more tool. That we have around the house. One more thing. Having, uh, giving a, a kid a sewing machine, you know, and, and, you know, now you have YouTube, everybody can look up how to use things and, mm-hmm. and do things, but, but having machines and tools and, 
and paints and and things, uh, yeah. giving presents like that, that helps discover the superpowers. Well, and that's the other thing is that Falcon uh, was really excited about. It. He wanted to get into uh, electronics and stuff, and so we went and he he saved up his money and he bought a soldering iron. He started futzing around with how to oh, solder stuff. Oh, I forgot about and, that. And turns out, yeah. He's not as excited about it as he thought he would be. Uh-huh. But it's another tool. And who knows, maybe one of his younger brothers or one of his other siblings will pick it up and go, oh, can I borrow that? And all of a sudden they're making amazing things and putting circuit boards together and all that. But it's interesting because he, and that's, and we're going to talk about that in a second, where don't be afraid to be wrong. But well, okay, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself. So that's key number four mm-hmm. is to, instead of toys, entertainment, clothes and jewelry and those sorts of things, buy and give your kids tools. To give them more opportunities to do stuff. Number, and, and that's just it. Fill your fill your home with tools and learning opportunities. Make your house a house of learning, not entertainment. What's the what's the famous quote? Um, Poor people have big TVs. Rich people have big libraries. I think oh. it's a, I think the same <laughs> idea where uh, you know poor people have big TVs, uh, or, or, or or villains have mini uh, computer screens, <laughs> but. The superheroes have lots of tools. Hmm. Something, well, that's not great, but something along those lines where, you know, you want to have opportunities, not necessarily entertainment. So, Hmm. and that's just it. We're a rich society. Here in America, we are incredibly rich compared to most other countries in the world where our kids have access and opportunities. We should totally be spending our money on those things. (laughs) Well, I want to use movies as a treat or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so on Fridays, we would do film Fridays and I'd tell the kids, hey, if you want to watch a movie, you got to... You got to shoot a movie scene. Here's the movie scene. Mm-hmm. Good luck. You have until this time today. You want a movie? You got to make a movie. You got to make a movie first. <laughs> so uh, sometimes they resented that, but we ended up with a collection of all these different scenes that our kids tried to reenact. And they did it all themselves, you know, figured out how to mm-hmm. do and how much learning took place? A ton of learning. A ton and of discovery, learning. And self-discovery too. Ruby realized... I don't have patience for little children. <laughs> but, but she loved doing the sets and, sure, the makeup. and the makeup. But she didn't have the patience for doing, she did working with little kids. She did not like working with little kids. And that now was... she does. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's number that's number four. Key number four. No, she actually does like working with little kids. She doesn't like working with older kids. Oh, is it the old? Well, they're all little to me. Yeah. So okay. Key number five, and this is a short one, but this is this is critical to understand is that as a parent, you have the right to insight and inspiration for your children. As a parent of these little children, you have the right mm-hmm. to inspiration and insight. So all you have to do is just pay attention. And the thoughts will come to you, oh, I should try that. Or, oh, interesting, I never noticed that about my child. And go yeah. with it. Yeah, you, you put the work in and we're, okay, we turn off the entertainment. Uh, we're going to... You know, Give start different tools. Start trying these things out. And but you can even get inspiration as to what tools to try. Yeah. Uh, but, and go but with it. you mm-hmm. as the parent. And we've had you great success. We've, right we've had great success with that. Incredible mm-hmm. success with that. So and that leads into key number six, which is ask God. I mean, we're his children. There is th- this is a prayer 
that he wants to answer. He will bless you in your efforts to find out what your children's superpowers are. And, and how they, they can contribute to the yes. good of, you know, Absolutely. what they were sent here for. Absolutely. <laughs> so. To help them discover and develop their superpowers. That is definitely a prayer. He will be very quick to answer. I believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah. So that's number six. Key number seven, and we talked about this just a minute ago, but don't be afraid to be wrong. And I can think of a few examples where we tried stuff and it totally fell flat. Caleb putting him in basketball. That just was a total disaster. Well, well, the other one was our daughter, Trixie, from the time she was little, she was obsessed with clothes. Mm -hmm. And she would spend hours in front of the mirror trying on different clothes and putting together different outfits and seeing how they look together. And she would get really mad if I ever dressed her. But, you know, (laughs) she came up with her own styles. Like one of the things she liked doing was she liked, she really loved baby dresses when she was like four or five. She loved infant dresses because they were so fancy. And so she would wear them as a shirt like with her cut off jean shorts uh-huh. or, you know, her. She had great style. Yeah, and it worked, but she just, oh, that was her favorite. People would look. ask, oh, what? That's a cool that's shirt. That's a cool shirt. Well, like, it's an it's infant dress. It's a 2T dress. Yeah. But. <laughs> but, but anyway, and then she would even like tell me in the morning, oh, mom, last night I had a dream. I was wearing this red dress and it, it looked like this and it had like that. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, she really loves clothing and putting together these outfits. And and so um, as she got well, older, I was like, hey, yeah, maybe she, she wants to go into clothing design. So I was like, OK, you need to make sure you take these art classes. Uh-huh. Um, I, I made sure she had sewing classes and learned how, from a, a great how, teacher how to, how to pattern. We hired sew a teacher and, and she taught them how to do patterns and make yeah. their own patterns. Proper sewing techniques, how to use the sewing machine. And a like, year ago, like pro. she's she's a senior. And last year, her junior year, we were talking about, hey, what college do you want to go to? And I had looked at the list of the best colleges to go to for clothing design. And she's like, I don't, I, I, I don't want to do that. And I'm like, what? You've always wanted You've to. You've always wanted to do this. And, and she's like, no. And... I, 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 I don't, I, I, no, I, I, I don't want to do that. And finally I figured it out and I came to her, I said, wait a minute, I get it. You don't want to make clothes. You want to wear clothes. <laughs> well, that was just it is we had a suit, we had kind of, we were wrong. And she got so excited. She was like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's it. But that's just it. We, had, we were wrong. We had come she, to the wrong conclusion. We bought all these tools and given her all these opportunities. And it turns out we misinterpreted her uh, actions. Yeah, she uh, she didn't want to play music. She wanted to listen to it. She, you know, it was it was just one of those things. She loves looking beautiful. and But she doesn't actually want to construct clothing or, you know, design clothing. That's not what she wants to do. So it was the kind of an aha moment for the, us. The other one was, I remember we, uh, some of the kids had expressed interest in tennis and we tried that out. <laughs> nobody them, liked nobody tennis. Liked it. So, but, but we tried it. Remember we tried Tia, it. she wrote that angry thing because she hated it so much. Yes, and she's I like, do. my mom makes me go and why are we using a snowshoe to hit around the <laughs> Yeah, the way with words. So that's key number seven. Don't be afraid to be wrong. Key number eight, and this one, this one's big. Uh, 
when when helping your kids develop their superpower or discover their mm-hmm. superpowers, key number eight, don't impose your hopes and your superpowers on your children. Just because you're amazing and you love math doesn't mean your kids will love it or even like it. And how many times do we see this where the parents are so disappointed in their children because they don't follow the same path that their parents and their grandparents have outlined? It's like, well, maybe because they have a different mission. Maybe because they have a different set of values. No, and that's not the same as, oh, they're getting in trouble and on drugs or things like that. That's going to be disappointing to any No, I'm talking about the parents. You come from from seven generations of dentists and you don't want to be a dentist? What's wrong with you? Well, maybe, Dad, I have a different mission. Maybe I have a different calling in life. Mm-hmm. And my calling is to be whatever it is. You know, where... Yeah, where fill in the blank. Yeah. So yeah. so don't... And that's just it. it I, I need to be very clear. Our kids, they come pre-programmed. They have their own unique missions. It is not the same, Hannah, as your mission. It's not the same as my mission. And as disappointing as it may seem at first, it's actually incredibly satisfying and exciting to watch them... Uh, realize, discover, and achieve their own unique mission, even if it's completely different than mine, mm-hmm. it's intensely satisfying for them and for me to develop and discover their own Yeah, so missions. discovering their mission and then going, okay, it's my job as a parent or the coach here to help them to, develop, to help them mm-hmm. develop yeah. it and then coming up, uh, talking with them and coming up with a strategy and f- saying, hey, how, how can I support you with this? Mm-hmm. What can we do? What, we, what, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And supporting them in that, it, it, that ends up being very satisfying. Um, and also don't, I guess kind of a corollary to that is don't be surprised if their mission isn't something you thought. Where, and we have certain tropes in our society where the, only certain people can do certain missions. And we think that's normal, but not necessarily where, and I think a great example of that is Susan Boyle. Oh, where, right. Where you watch her and she clearly, she has some, and I think you said it, she, intellectual, uh, physical, social challenges. Well, I didn't know who she was. Uh, you know, I'd heard Susan Boyle. I'd kind of seen her on the front of magazines and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I didn't know who she was. And one day I'm like, ah, I want, who is Susan Boyle? And so I, I looked up and the first thing that came up was her first performance. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was like Britain's Got Talent or some, okay. some show like that. And I watched it and, you know, socially she was kind of awkward. And, and and you could tell she had physical problems mm-hmm. and, and social problems and, and maybe... Um, mentally wasn't intellectually a little slow intellectually a little Mm -hmm. slow and but she didn't look the part yeah she didn't look the part and i remember that that level of of uh on on the judges where they're just that that skepticism judges were very incredulous like okay all right ha ha you know, whoever, us, whoever yeah. did the casting for this, they, they wanted to make fun of this person right. or, you know, see. And and they were just kind of, OK, all right. OK, well, what are you going to do? And and she I think she was singing a song from Les Mis or something. Mm-hmm. I dreamed a dream. Mm-hmm. And so the music started. And from the first note that she sang, it just sent chills down yeah. your spine. And I just... That is, it's one, I, every time I watch that, it just sends chills down my spine. 
And I, it, it was incredible because, and as the judges said afterwards, they're like, I, I feel ashamed. We, we misjudged you. Our, this whole audience here, mm-hmm. we all misjudged you. That was incredible. That was absolutely <laughs> incredible. Yeah. Uh, well, and then that was, but the thing is, though, it's one of her signature songs mm-hmm. is, in fact, who I was born to be. Mm-hmm. And I love that that's one of her signature songs because that's exactly what we're talking about, where she doesn't fit the part. She doesn't look like the Hollywood starlet with a beautiful voice. No, but she has, that's her mission is to beautify the world with her amazing voice. And mm-hmm. that's that's her one of her superpowers. And I, I love that. Such a great story. Yeah, I wish I wish I could talk to Susan's mother <laughs> and go, okay, What'd so how, how did this... How did you discover this? Hmm. You know, because some some people would be like, oh, you know, if they had a, a, I, I remember I had a friend whose daughter had some learning disabilities or mm-hmm. whatever, and it was really sad because she was like, yeah, I wish she hadn't been born. She had written her off. Written she off had written her off. Both she and her husband had written their daughter off because, you know, I, I think she was like 10 years old and she would still wet her pants and... And, and she, really you know, sad. wasn't um, intellectually doing that well in school. Well, that's just it. You, you, want, and, you, you think you want that, but you don't. And her mom w- wished she had gotten an abortion. And wow. she wished that she had never been born. And, and it, it was like... Could it be an you, opportunity for the parents to discover their own superpowers? Yeah, yeah. You've got to find... It's your job to find what... Everybody has a superpower. Okay, we don't. We say that at the intro, Hannah, but that is not glib. That's not just a frame. We truly believe everybody on this planet has been given a unique mission in life. They and have at a least way to contribute. Superpower. Yeah, yeah, they have a way to contribute and to make the world a better place. Everybody does. So no exceptions. And so I and along, I guess that segues really nicely into the last key, which is key number nine, which is don't expect the superpower to necessarily be something mainstream or or, or an art mm-hmm. and because there are so there are so many different superpowers and I think at this point we'll, we'll just rattle these off because and we'll wrap it up here because the idea is maybe by, by listing all the superpowers that we believe are truly superpowers uh, that maybe this will kind of give you some ideas on what to look for in your, not only in yourself but in your children and here, here are just some mm-hmm. the power the superpower of Putting others at ease, or social grace, or kindness. Reminds me of Henry B. Eyring. Or, or, yeah, <laughs> or humor, or the superpower of organization. Good grief, don't we need that? Um, observation, deep thinking, critical thinking, um, being an athlete, science, math, intuition, clothing design, history, patience with kids, listening, physical strength, carpentry, critical thinking. Oh, I mentioned that already. But along those lines with wisdom or communication. And I laugh because that's actually one of my superpowers is the ability to make up analogies on the fly. <laughs> it's just one of my one of my superpowers. Resilience, inquisitiveness, entrepreneurship, enthusiasm, being encouraging, honesty, design, juggling, nursing, doctoring, tutoring, working well in an emergency. Like, could you see how some of these would be wonderful superpowers to have and develop? Um, solving puzzles, coming up with strategies, money management, money understanding, mechanics, coaching, 
writing, fiction or nonfiction, acting, stamina. And this is a quick one. I, I, have, a, I have a great uncle who came over one time, and he's the smallest member of his family. And he's not the big burly man that his, some of his um, brothers are. And he always kind of lamented that. He's like, yeah, I got chicken legs. I'm just not that strong. But he turned to me and he goes, but you know what I do have that they don't? I've got stamina. I can, I can work and work and work. And, and he was, he, here he was in his, I think, late 80s or early 90s. And he was there planting flowers. Um, in, oh, we had moved into a new house and it was kind of an overwhelming house because it, it, there were just so many fixes that needed to be made. It was a made. Former, former rental. Yeah. Yeah. And so we really didn't, hadn't gotten to the yard yet. That's usually like the last thing we get yeah. to or, yeah. you know, landscaping. Front, landscaping. I think having running water and working toilets is yeah. higher priority than flowers <laughs> And getting front. rid of infestations yeah. and all the stuff, you know, that was there. And so he came over and he planted the most beautiful garden in our front uh, with flowers beautiful. and bushes and, and and here he was. How old was he? I think it was late eighties. Late eighties. His 90s. wife had already passed yeah. away, and and I was like, he has more energy than I well, do. Well, that's just it. He kept going and going <laughs> and going, and, and he turned. Like, like I said, he turned to me. He's like, yeah, you know what? I wasn't. I wasn't given you know the amazing muscle strength that some of my siblings were, mm-hmm. but I got I got something better. I got stamina. And I'm like, <laughs> that is awesome. And he recognized that was his superpower. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, and he was very kind. And he was kind. That was yeah, another one of his superpowers. Yeah, that was another one. So, and just to kind of wrap this up, a few more, few more superpowers of acting. Um, or I already said that. Um, beauty, building relationships, public speaking, cooking, baking, positivity. Like, the list just goes on and on. And this doesn't mean that you have to go pro with any of these. But if those are your superpowers... That means that's something that's part of what you need to develop in order to achieve your unique mission in life. Mm-hmm. That, that's what we say when we're, talking, when we're talking about superpowers. It's that those skills that you have that are unique to you and that are that are the strongest within you that you need to develop in order to achieve your unique mission. Well, it in reminds life. me of the Chronicles of Narnia when, yeah, uh, when we hit this when point. Father, yeah. When Father Christmas comes around and he gives each of the the children uh, a tool and he's like oh you know this here's this medicine bottle and it will help you heal any wound and and here's a shield for you and here's this for you and here's an arrow for you you know bow and Mm. arrow set for you what if they had just gone okay i'm gonna put this in the back of the closet no the point was they had these gifts but they it was part of their job their mission to use them and to to get to work and to not just help their immediate family, but to look out for everyone that was there mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and look outside themselves and use those those gifts that they had been given to bless everybody. Right. And um, in fact, at one point, one of them got reprimanded because she had this bottle of, of healing ointment and she had was using it on her brother, used it on her brother and was there and all worried about her brother. And, and I think it was Aslan points Mm -hmm. out, okay, but look at all the other people who got all the other, um, warriors who got injured. You need to get to work and you have a, you have a mission here. You have a job to do. That was one of my all time favorite analogies where father Christmas doesn't give them entertainment. 
He gives the Pevensey children, he gives them tools. Gifts, yeah. Gifts, but... The, the, but the, real the, gifts. Yeah. Anyway, and that, that was the greatest gift he could give them, is yeah. these tools to help them achieve and accomplish their unique mission in life. And I love that. That's And that is it. That's, that's the whole concept of how to... And I, I'll, I guess I'll recap, is when it comes to helping your children discover their superpowers, here, here are the keys. Number one, it was turn off the TV. Yeah, start there. <laughs> Number two... Watch what your children do when they have the free time and they're not distracted. They, they don't, there are, there's a kryptonite all throughout the house. What happens when you collect all, up all that kryptonite and lock it away, which is entertainment, and see what your children do? That's number two. Number three, because number two will only get you so far. Number three, try different things. Give your kids opportunities to experience different things. And number four, instead of buying your kids toys and entertainment, buy them tools. Number five, as a parent, we have the right to insight and inspiration. Number six, ask God. Boy, that's a good one. He's Because we're his children, he's more than willing to, to listen. And that's a prayer he wants to answer. Number seven, don't be afraid to be wrong. We, we've made plenty of mistakes. They're not mistakes, though. They're just part of the learning process. Number eight, don't, and this is a big, big one, don't impose your hopes and your superpowers on your children. Number nine, don't expect the superpower to be an art or that your children to even go pro with it. It's their unique mission. And the superpower is their unique superpower to a level that, that, that they need to develop. And then I guess there's one more and not really a key, but don't let your kids weasel out of it. Don't let them, because they'll, they'll be pushed back. They're like, well, I don't want to develop that superpower. It's not fun. Maybe not, but that's your superpower. And that'll help you accomplish your unique mission in life. And that's ultimately what leads you to be happy. So as your coach... I know you don't want to be a wide receiver, but you have the best hands on the team. And so I'm going to put you at wide receiver. And that, because that for the team and for your own good, that's where you need to be. Yeah, but I like, I like running the ball. Yeah, well, you're not that fast. You're not that good at it. You are, whether you like it or not, you are a wide receiver. So, phew. And this, it, I love this topic so much because it's, it's correct. It's true. This yes. idea that everyone has a unique mission in life and everyone has at least one superpower to help them accomplish that unique mission. And, and it's true. Yeah, and we, we were saying, hey, you know, you're coaching your, your kids and all this, but actually Money Pants, it's, it's about you as the adult as well. Mm -hmm. You have superpowers. And that we're going to cover that in a future and, blog. Yeah, and so, so yeah, so we're focusing on... Yeah, this is what makes parenting fun. Right. This right here. It's not, oh, it's it's not this drudgery thing. Right. This is the part where it, you become, it's so satisfying to be a parent and to see the potential of your kids, to recognize it, and then to support them as they, as they become the person that they're supposed to be. They're unique, developing their unique superpowers. Yeah. But the great thing about Money Pants is we also, you as an adult, it, uh, you have superpowers that you can develop and you can bless the people around you, make the world a better place with and accomplish your mission in life. So this this thing applies to children and adults. Exactly, exactly. And along those lines, I guess I need well, to... Well, I've met adults who think, oh, I don't have a superpower. You're wrong. I don't have a talent. You're I'm wrong. not talented. If, if, nope. you, if nope. you truly believe you don't have a superpower, or if you truly believe you don't uh, contribute anything to society, if you truly believe you don't have a unique mission in life, you are wrong. Yeah. Everybody, Everybody. does. Everybody does. 
one last comment when it comes when I when I was thinking about it, I'm trying to define what a superpower is, and I said, you know, it's it's not necessarily an art, and or it's not necessarily something you're going to go pro with. It's it's also not a comparison. You you can't compare your superpower to somebody else's. It's just whatever is the among your particular skill set, which one of those attributes are the most important for you to develop that you have a unique proclivity and inclination towards? Yeah, and well, it also, like I have a daughter who would love to sing mm-hmm. and she has a, a beautiful voice, but mm-hmm. she's not, you know, Mariah Carey or... or I don't any- think anybody's Mariah Carey. <laughs> she's Yeah, but, but, but it's it's her talent wasn't at that point, but she it was it was beautiful listening to her sing and at one point she decided to put together a music show for the local nursing home mm-hmm. and she prepared some um, some solo pieces and then she got friends together you know some people playing the piano the ukulele a choir and she put together a performance for the nursing home and even though she wasn't Mariah Carey or you know some amazing i can't think of another singer, you know, Kelly, she wasn't Kelly Clarkson, Adele, Adele. even so those that meant so much to the the people who were there for her performance. Mm -hmm. It was very touching. And it it was, and she used her talents to bring beauty into the world and to achieve her unique mission. And it, it was very much appreciated. And I always loved, I loved listening I love when there's music in my home and, and the beauty and the peacefulness that that brings into our home. Yeah, and so it's kind of awesome. Yeah, it's it don't think that oh well I'm I have to be the superstar in order to for my talents to mean anything, for my superpowers to mean anything, mm-hmm. and that's not that's not true either. Right. So, anyway. Excellent. And that's it. Those are all of our thoughts on how to help your kids discover their superpowers. If you like what you hear in this podcast, please tell your friends. They may want to listen too. And if you have a suggestion for a future podcast, go to our website under support and click contact us. Send us an email and we'll get right on it. And that's it for today. Enjoy some of Falcon Jasper's extremely exacting excellence. (laughs) We'll see you next time.